ignite your passion for God and for His work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Oibi Cathedral. He comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's Word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Gospel Crusade, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving Word of God. Now, listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. Put your hands together and you may kindly take your seats tonight. Are you ready for a testimony tonight? Are you ready for a testimony tonight? Ask your neighbor, why haven't you shared your testimony yet? Amen. God is moving in our midst. And um, week after week, testimonies are heard, testimonies are shared. And it's sad that you are not plugging into it. When the power is all around us. Hallelujah. I said, it's sad that you are not plugging into the power that other people come and stand here to testify of. How can you be in the same building, under the same roof, under the same covering as others and not have testimonies to share? Tell your neighbor, I'm coming out tonight. Well, this testimony tonight is coming all the way from the UK. I like that. It says, on the 17th of October, 2020, my son was going to write an entrance exam for secondary school admission. As we sat in the car waiting for the exam venue to open, we began listening to the HCM service on Facebook. So, it means that on 17th in the morning we had the service at 6 30 so they were sitting in front of a gate waiting she was driving her son to go and write an exam and they decided to tune into the house church meeting on facebook to join the service amen so she says bishop ogo was preaching about fear and why we should have faith i was surprised when he mentioned that there was a boy going to write an exam who was afraid. Bishop went on to say that whoever it was should not be afraid, but believe that he would pass. I turned to my son, who was a bit nervous, and told him that word was for you. May you also find your word tonight in the name of Jesus. So she goes on and said, true to God's word, and bishop's pronouncement my son passed and passed very well i see you also succeeding in the name of jesus i see you also jumping above the limit in jesus name so she said the pass mark was 483 my son had 608 can you put your hands together for the lord tonight ask your neighbor is there anything in your life that you are struggling to get past do you have a limitation do you have a barrier? Oh, ask your neighbor. What did your neighbor say? Tell your neighbor, I see you going past it in Jesus' name. Said, amazingly, my son told me that same day, the table he used to write his exams, there was a writing on it that said, 
you are going to fail can you imagine so bishop's word went ahead of the devil's word i see god's word going ahead of any word that comes to counter the word of god for your life every declaration every prophecy may it go ahead of the devil's proclamation in the name of jesus can i get three people shout aloud amen said this can only be god i would like to encourage everyone to plug into the hcm services on saturday god bless you bishop my name is winnie tete and i'm going to keep following the hcm services as long as they last in jesus name can you put your hands together for the lord oh i don't know why you're not clapping tonight you should be on your feet celebrating the power of god
should be louder tonight. How many of you are enjoying the good music? I think that there's only one place in Accra tonight where you find such good music and that's right here. There's something about the Saturday evening that lends itself to good music, isn't it? And these songs are preaching messages on their own. But ladies and gentlemen, tonight we have some more ministration through music. So why don't you join me? Clap your hands. You can make a little noise. And let's welcome our sister, Grace. Then you, you will be saved. 
Sometimes you forget, you see. It's not a rented hall. You are free to dance. It's too powerful. How many of you are enjoying the music tonight? And it's to prepare your hearts. Hallelujah. Prepare your hearts well before the word of God comes. And we are almost at the point where the word of God comes. But before the word of God comes, there is one more minstrel in the house. Hallelujah. How many of you like second helpings and third helpings, you know? So ladies and gentlemen, tonight, join me and let's welcome our sister, Enam, to minister to us. I stand before you guilty and unworthy. How can I be forgiven and holy? And I know I break your heart, but you promised I could start all over and all the things I've done. You place the each and everyone into the sea of forgetfulness. You placed all of my sins I'm the one who keeps reminding you Over and over again Into the sea of forgetfulness As past is from the worst Seventy times seven You've forgiven me And you keep I'm placing my sins into the sea of forgetfulness. You welcome me with open arms of mercy. 
Tonight, I am happy to announce to you that it is time for the word of the Lord God Almighty. And now listen to me, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. I don't know about you, but I like being in a church where every week the message comes to improve me for eternity. To improve me for eternity. And how do I know that is improving me for eternity? Because sometimes when it's coming, it is bitter. Hmm. When everything is sweet, it's dangerous. When everything is sweet, it's dangerous. But sometimes when it comes, it's, it's pointed. Sometimes it's sour. Sometimes it's a little bitter. But in your stomach, ladies and gentlemen, it will do you good. So tonight, I came to announce to you that the servant of God that God sends to us week after week has been prepared for tonight. He's been ready with a current hot message from the Lord God Almighty. Some of you like fresh bread. How many of you like fresh bread? 
Ah, yesterday somebody gave me some bread eh? she said the bread, when you squeeze it it will become flat, I said that's how I like it soft, but ladies and gentlemen tonight there's a fresh word from the Lord God Almighty, from the throne room of heaven, that is coming to you and I, now listen, this word is not for your neighbor, and this word is not for the man on your left hand side, it's not from the people for it's not for the people from Adamrobe or Adenta this word is for you so if you are ready tonight, ladies and gentlemen your spirit is ready your heart is open to hear the word of God I want you to make as much noise as you can I want you to clap your hands very loudly and join me and let's welcome to this pulpit the Bishop Edwin Morgan Oh God, come on make America hero I can hear you come on tonight lift your hands and ask the Lord to make your heart soft and ready to receive his word ask him Lord prepare my heart to receive your word thank you I am grateful to you. We know that your word will come to strengthen us, to prepare us, and to make us ready to walk with you. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Keep clapping your hands. It's my joy to welcome you to church tonight. Keep clapping your hands. And it's also a privilege for me to share with you the word of God. But let's celebrate the atmosphere, the presence of God. There are angels here. The Spirit of God is here. A believer is sitting by you. And God Himself is in the midst of us. And we shall not be moved. 
Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. You may please be seated and I'm glad to announce to you that I am on, I am on it. Yeah. Say, the pastor is on it. Yes, I am on it. I'm on the project of helping everyone number one to know about salvation and also to be able to teach somebody about salvation when you go to church there are many subjects you will encounter from the pulpit many subjects now salvation is not only one of the topics or subjects but it is the main subject salvation very very important that you know yourself that you are saved and that your salvation is very important that your salvation must be protected that you must be careful not to lose your salvation and then you should be able to share your salvation with somebody else that is what makes you a witness you experience your salvation and then you should be able to share your salvation if you are unable to share your salvation it means something very major is lacking in your christian life acts chapter 1 and verse 8 says that you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. How many Christians do we have tonight? Yes. You shall receive power. When you receive Jesus Christ, the Holy Ghost must also be received. And I'm going to talk about it in a couple of weeks, God willing. But when you receive power after the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you use the power to become a witness. Lift your right hand and say, I am a witness. Say, I must be a witness. Now say again, I must be a witness. Say, I need to be a witness. Say, I am experiencing something. And I should be able to talk about it. Hallelujah. So you will discover that every Christian, every believer, has within his Christian life a mandate to share 
to tell someone about your experience. That is what makes you a witness. He says, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost part of the earth. Any Christian who is unable to share what he or she has experienced has not experienced Christ. Your experience with Jesus Christ is such that it is so powerful and that you cannot be quiet about it. If you have not come to a place where you talk to people about your experience, then you have not experienced Christ. Then maybe you've experienced a church or you've experienced a pastor or you've experienced a group. But when you meet Jesus, the experience is so profound that you cannot be quiet. You can't be quiet. So when you find yourself quiet, it means that you have experienced a church, not Jesus. If you find yourself quiet, it means you have experienced a bishop, a founder, not Jesus. When you experience Jesus, you can't be quiet about it. Your quietness that you've, you claim to have met Jesus three years ago and you have never talked to anybody about this experience, it means that you have not experienced Jesus Christ. Jesus is powerful. When you experience him, something happens to you that you can't keep quiet. You tell your boyfriend about it. You tell your former girlfriend about it. You tell your, 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 your friends that tell something has happened to me. Yes. And I want you to, to understand that as Christians, there are many things that are trying to silence us. Just as many of you are silent. So you have, you have actually yielded to or succumbed to the powers that do not want you to speak. So you sit in your classroom quiet. As if you have never met Jesus. The world does not want you to talk about your experience. And the more you become silent about it, the more it loses its power in you. And before long, you notice that you are now an ordinary unbeliever walking around and attending church. I pray that today, God will help you to be a witness. Yes. You should be able to tell someone what has happened to you. It is the teaching part of the great commission. You remember? He said, go ye into all the world and teach. Teach what? Not some theory. Not some verses you have crammed in your head. Not some, you, you have piled uh, uh, um, John 3.16 
Romans 3.23, Romans 6.23, Romans 10.9 and 10, Acts 1.8, and, and then you just, you, you just parrot them. No. Go ye into all the world and teach. Teach all nations. What do you teach? If what you are teaching is not something you've experienced, it will never be powerful. You will always be talking from a book. You will always open your Bible and be reading. But if what you are teaching is a true experience, it's very powerful. That is why I want to ask everyone here, some of you got born again last week. I want to tell you, allow yourself to experience Jesus. Don't let this experience be a Saturday night experience only. Because if you don't experience him well, you cannot teach him. You can't teach. Experience him well. Experience him in, the, in your obedience to the word of God. Experience him in breaking away from things you must break away from. Experiencing by, 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 by receiving the people God sent into your life to guide you. Experiencing by allowing yourself to go through some painful experiences. Because when you cut things off, you see, there must be something you are cutting off. And all these experiences make you very powerful when you are witnessing. Because you've experienced something. John chapter 1. 1st John chapter 1. Verse 1. 1st John chapter 1. Verse 1. It says, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled the word of life. Verse 2. For the life was manifested and we have seen it. Verse 3. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you. You can't declare Verses you have read. That's why most, Christ, most of you in this service are quiet. You are quiet. You can't declare anything. You have nothing to declare. Because the truth is that you have not allowed yourself to experience Christ well. So, so you are in the church. You are still with your boyfriend. How can you experience Christ? You got born again a month ago. You are sitting in the church. You are still with your boyfriend at home. Some of you, you even bring the girl to church. Yes, yes. You are sitting side by side. You can't experience Jesus. Therefore, you can't be a witness. 
But in this season, every believer will be a witness and a teacher of the word of God. Until you have taught somebody about Christ, you are a baby Christian and almost an unbeliever. What will mature you is your ability to tell someone about Jesus. You say, say. So you remember when Peter and John went to heal someone and they were caught and beaten and then they told them we are releasing you we are releasing you but we should not see you talking to anybody about this Jesus if we catch you what we have done to you will be small then Peter answered them What are you saying? He said, we cannot but speak of the things we have seen and heard. We can't be quiet if you have seen something. We cannot be quiet. We cannot. We can't. But speak of the things. If you've truly experienced someone, nobody can shut you down. We cannot. We cannot. And tonight, God is making you a teacher of his word also. Yes. That is why I am sharing with you today, I'm continuing. Last week, this book is our new manual. It's our new manual. Key facts for new believers. Last week, I taught on how to become a born again Christian. Today, I'm sharing with you key facts about salvation. Key facts about your salvation. Some very important pieces of information you need to know, you need to have, if you are saved. That you should be able to teach somebody. When you say somebody is saved, when you say someone has received salvation, There are some very important things you need to know about salvation. Amma is saved. Kwame is born again. There are very important things we need to know about salvation. Number one. Number one. The Bible says that we human beings are sinners by birth and by our lives. That's the big one, number one. The first fact about salvation, when you see that somebody is saved, that thing that has happened to the person, there are some facts about it. Uh, Now, the first fact is that we are sinners. By our birth and by our lifestyles. Romans chapter 3, verse 23. The Bible says, For all have sinned. 
For all have sinned. Everyone has sinned. And come short of the glory of God. One of the things you need to know about this first point is that sin reduces your life. You see, that's the word there. The phrase and come short of the glory of God. So, let's say if the glory of God is this height, the glory of God for your life, for your marriage, for your family, for your future. The glory of God is 10 feet. Because of sin, you have come short of the glory of God. So you are never, there is a certain beauty you will never experience because of sin. Sin reduces your dignity, your beauty, and the glory of God. You see, everybody, we, we, are, we are supposed to be created in the image of God. In the image of God. God's beauty, God's glory must be seen in our lives. Now, sin brings us short of the glory of God. So, we never experience beauty. Our lives are twisted. Demons are in charge of our lives. We have no power over habits. Anything that destroys has access to you. And it takes beauty from your life. You look uglier and uglier and uglier. There is no beauty. For all have sinned and come short, short of. So you are, you are never able to see a certain level of beauty because of sin. So it is that glory of God that people try to, to have PhD to make their lives beautiful. University to get some glory. Somewhere high hills to experience some glory. Somewhere suit and tie to bring some glory. Some drive, they, they spend all their money to get a nice car to get some glory. But every attempt of man to bring beauty will never bring beauty because it's a sin. The big thing that has deprived you of glory is not education. It's not education. So because you don't dress well. So you see, man doesn't understand what sin is doing to him. We don't understand what sin is doing to us. Sin is doing more than just giving you lung cancer from smoking. Sin is doing more than just giving you cancer from, 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 from being very sexual. 
Yeah, because when you have a lot of sex, there are cancers that are there waiting for you. Every sin has its problems. We are not having a medical class here. But I'm saying that sin is worrying you more than you can imagine. Yeah. And, and, and all, all the graduates, the handsome man, the pretty girl, the rich woman, all have sinned. Everybody is a sinner. And because of the sin, you will never see some... You can live in a mansion, but your life never gets beautiful. Your life never gets beautiful. But this evening, God wants to make your life beautiful. There's a song, you make my life so beautiful. He wants to make your life beautiful. So, so when somebody gets born again, it is one of God's attempt to restore some beauty and dignity to your life. Your salvation breaks the power of sin. And once sin's power is broken, beauty just comes. Those of us who are on social media, we have had a chance. I have seen a few. I'm sure you've also seen a few. Of people that before he became born again and after. One of them was at least some fetish priest or something. Is it Malawi or some country? You know, before he got born again. And now he's born again. Sometimes you must look very well to say, no, it's the same person. He looks like a madman before he got born again. I mean, his appearance, you can see that this person is, is being troubled. Is being harassed. And then after, not after he went to school. Not after he won the jackpot. Not after he got new clothes. Not after he went to America. But after he met Jesus Christ. Before and after. Glory. So when the, in Mark 5, the madman of Gadara met Jesus Christ. There was a before. All who knew him before were astonished that this man is now sitting down. This man is now clothed. This man is in his right mind. I'm saying to you that you must be very, very particular about sin. And you must learn it and teach it. That a man's problem is not education. If you have not dealt with sin... Education can actually worry your life. Yes. There are many people, it is the school they went to and the knowledge they have that has destroyed them. Man's problem is not hunger. It's not a lack of roots. So in Matthew chapter 1, the Bible defines the name Jesus. The man you received last week. The man you received two years ago. His name has a meaning. Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, I think. He said, and you shall call his name Jesus. Colon. This, these two dots. She shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. Then colon, two dots. 
so that anything that is said explains this word. Who is Jesus? Like if I say, that's a driver, what does he do? That's a lawyer, what does he do? That's a doctor, what does he do? The name, the name Jesus is for what? What did Jesus come to do? We have to answer it. The first point is that the Bible says that we are, we as human beings are sinners. Now, this subject, this first point must be understood and should be able to be explained. You should be able to explain to someone about sin and why we need Jesus. His name shall be called Jesus. Matthew one twenty one. For he shall save his people from poverty. His name, thou shalt call his name Jesus. Because he is coming to the world to save us from bad governments. Thou shalt call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from bad roads. No. Listen to me. When we get born again, our lives improve. You can actually become wealthy by being born again. Not because Jesus came to give you money, but because you will not use your money unwisely. You can actually pass your exam in school just by being born again. Why? Because if you are not born again, there are many things that will destroy your time. That will let you waste your time. Going to this nightclub, chasing this girl, looking for this boy. This man has come for you. So when you get born again and your life is corrected, all those things are cut off and you have got time for chemistry. So, so we can say that Jesus Christ saves us from failing our exams. And it is true. It's true. Jesus Christ saves us from failing our exams. Jesus Christ saves us from poverty. It's true. Can you imagine you've got $500,000 and you to your appetite is for women with long ties. Long ties. And your area alone, there are six of them. So $500,000 divided by six. After three months, the money is gone. Now, when you get born again and you control that appetite for long ties, you, you only pay attention to your wife with that. So all the six are gone. So 500 divided by one is what? 500. So you, you, are, you are just richer by being born again and by catching off nonsense. You are just richer. I don't know now. Can somebody help me? How much is a pack of cigarettes? One, one box. Five cities. One, 
clean sizes, five CDs. Okay. Okay. Please be seated. <laughs> so, when I was 13 years old, 13, 12, 13, I used to smoke about three packs a day. 13 years. And I was into alcohol. Because my friend, his mother had, was the one supplying Ghana with alcohol. <laughs> Ghana. And Ivory Coast and Togo and uh, National Distributor. So, five by three is what, 15? That's one day. Times seven. 85. So, close to 100 Ghana cities in a, in a week. I've not talked about the drink, the alcohol, the beer, the Guinness, and all the things. I'm saying to you that Jesus Christ can save you from poverty. So, so, when I get born again and I stop drinking and smoking, by that, just, just by being born again, I have saved 100 cities a week. I'm richer by 100 cities. You don't seem to understand what I'm saying. Imagine how your life was. So, how much does it cost to do one abortion? Well, it it depends on the hospital. Or or, or you know that one too? Okay. You know hospital. Please be seated. Um, Hospital, uh, consultation, the procedure itself. I don't know. 200? 300? Let's say 300. All right. So, you were impregnating... Three every two months. So, in fact, there are some guys here who owe some girls abortion money. Yeah, the girl went to do it. Then you got born again and came to sit in church. So the money she used, you didn't give it back to her. And you are sitting in the church. I shouldn't say such things, eh? I shouldn't say it. I shouldn't, I, I should stop preaching. Yeah. So, so when you get born again and you don't impregnate girls, properly born again, you don't fornicate, you have saved yourself 300 times 3. That is like 1,000 Ghana cities every two months. So, so by living right, you don't blow 1,000 cities on abortions. What's the point I'm making? Jesus Christ saves you from poverty. Because most people who are poor are poor not from a lack of money, but from the improper use of the money they have. I can go on and on. My dear friend, the point I am making is that we can use all these arguments to say that Jesus Christ makes you rich. Jesus came to the world to save us from poverty. Listen to me very carefully. Any pastor who tells you that we, Jesus came to the world to save us from poverty is a liar. He's a crook. He's, a crook. He's using the Bible to pull something from you. Jesus, yes, and I know that when we get born again, 
we become rich just by not wasting money. But Jesus did not come. We don't get born again to be saved from illiteracy. We don't get born again to be saved from poverty. The Bible has defined Jesus. Matthew one twenty one, For he shall save his people from their sins. Even though, one use, even, 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 that, that we can say that Christ came to the world to save us from ugliness. When you get born again, you get handsome automatically. Just by your appearance. You look nice. You look beautiful. There's something about Jesus Christ. So we can take the argument to absurdity. To the realms of absurdity. Listen to me. Never let anyone lie to you. No pastor. Whether he's called bishop or whether he's a founder. or Jesus Christ did not come to save us from poverty. But if he did, then he has failed. If Jesus came to save the world from poverty, then he has failed. Because when he went to Jerusalem, there were poor people. By the time he was leaving Jerusalem, there were still poor people. He is a failure. But thank God. He did not come to save the world from poverty. He came that as many as receive him, as, as many, if only you can receive him, he will save you not from illiteracy, not from unemployment, not from ugliness, but he saves you from your sins because your main problem in life is the sin problem. Sin. If we deal with sin, we have dealt with every problem in your life. So when I say, Kwame is saved, that boy is saved, the first thing you should know about him is that Kwame has been delivered from the power of sin. Sin has no more power over him. So if Kwame is saved and is continuing to sin, there's a problem about the salvation. If you claim to be born again and you are still with your girlfriend, you being bring her to church, she wears red, you sit by her, and at the church you go and you sleep in the same room when you are not married to her. It means that your salvation is suspicious. Questionable salvation. When you meet somebody who is born again and is poor, don't laugh at him because Jesus didn't come to deal with his poverty problem. They can quote third John verse 2. I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper. And, and all those, but listen to me. The, the, this is the key. The work Jesus came to do was to save you from sins. Things that are wrong. Number two. The Bible teaches us that the good things we do 
are seen as filthy rocks. That cannot please God. The good things we do. What are some good things we do? When your mother calls you, AJ? Yes, ma. Is it a good thing? Yes. When you see somebody needs food and you give him half of your bread, is it a good thing? It's a blessing. When your friend is naked and you give the person one of your blouses, is it a good thing? Now, now, listen to this one. Sometimes people who don't want to get born again are able not to be born again and still do good things and convince themselves that once they are doing good things, paying people's school fees, feeding the poor, donating to children's homes, they are pleasing God. And it's all these things are good things. But they cannot take away your nature. Your nature. Your nature is a sinful nature. It's like a lion. I saw a picture recently. Somebody whose pets, at least I saw one of them, was a tiger. And a tiger was moving around him. He was sitting out drinking or smoking cigars and a tiger was moving around him. You can roll on the floor with a lion. Play with a lion. Play, play, play. But it's still a lion. It's still what? A lion. All you need is one day. The lion will show you that it's a, it's a lion. If you go on YouTube, you see a video of the former president of Ivory Coast, the former the, the founder, what's his name? Hufwe Boain, yeah, in Yamsukro. I was there. His house is like it's a mansion, and in front of the house is a like a river or a lake, some huge expanse of water. Full of crocodiles. And for years, there was a man who always came to feed the crocodiles. He was like the friend of the crocodiles. Every day he came. If it was meat, he would share the crocodile. So, and, and, and nobody was allowed in there. Only the man. And he had done it for years, about 20 years. I mean, that was his life. He, looked, he didn't look elderly to me. But one day, because when a crocodile is quiet, it doesn't mean it has changed into a sheep. <laughs> it is still what? A crocodile. <laughs> one day, it's, it's, on, it's, it's, it's on the internet. One day he went there. That's it. He was wearing something like a smoke, feeding. I think he had a fowl or something. Feeding this, eat this, have this. This, this. 
that he got here when he did this than one of the opened the mouth and took the leg and pulled him into the water. Under one minute, they finished him. Because a crocodile is still a crocodile. That is how you are. When you do good, when you pay school fees, when you are kind, when you are nice, it still doesn't change the fact that you are still a crocodile. But people use good things. Watch out. Anybody you know who talks against, speaks against salvation and church and born again, but he's a kind man, know that that man, his, act, his life is actually filthy. You see, the Bible doesn't say that God does not see our good deeds. The, Isaiah 64, verse 6. Isaiah 64, verse 6. Because when you go out to win souls and you tell somebody that she's a sinner, she will tell you, what have I done? I don't smoke. I don't drink. I'm a virgin. I've done nothing. You see, I've, I've, what have I done? But there are some girls, when you say they are sinners, they understand that they are senior sinners. But we all as unclean things and all our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. And we all do fade as a leaf and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. Ladies and gentlemen, When you try to replace salvation with doing good, your life actually is filthy to God. When you refuse to be born again, and you rather use your good deeds, the people who school fees you paid, the boy you said no to, the friends you didn't work with, and all the nice things you've done, when you try to use that to, 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 to present yourself as good to God, that presentation is a filthy presentation. Why? Because it's trying to make nonsense of the work Jesus Christ came to do. And you are saying that Jesus Christ's work is aside. You also, you are good enough. You are good enough. But nobody is good enough. So sometimes you hear people say, hey, when you soon ponye. You see people who are born again. But they've got some things about their lives. How many of you know of some people who are who who have received Christ? But some 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 things, some one or two things are still there, some sinful lives are still there. Then, then you look at somebody who doesn't go to church and is clean. And you are tempted to think that 
that person who has not received Jesus and doesn't do bad things is far better than the one who is born again and is living a certain type of life. My dear friends, my dear friends, we don't use our good deeds. When we talk about salvation, you cannot say you are saved because you are a virgin. I said you cannot say you are saved because you are a virgin. It's not about your, you see, your, 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 your understanding of what is good is so twisted. You can't say that you've not stolen anything before, so you are good. You can't say that you have not killed anyone before. So you, you and a born again Christian are the same. Nothing can replace accepting Jesus Christ as your personal savior. That's why the point number two is that the Bible is, is teaching us in Isaiah 64 verse 6 that the good things we do are seen by God as filthy. Later on, when you get born again, you will read scriptures that will point you to good things you must do. Of course. Of course. When you get born again and your friend is hungry, you must feed him. When you get born again, you must not fornicate. There are good things we do when we are born again. But good things cannot replace So anybody here who is struggling with sin and sometimes you wonder, am I born again? Am I saved at all? Is Jesus in my life? If he's in my life, why am I doing these things? My dear friend, I'm saying to you that Jesus is still in your life. Don't give up the fight. Don't give up the fight. Still believe that his presence in your life will give you power over sin because the truth is that you have power over sin and soon it will show. Soon it will show. But beware of people who don't receive Christ and point to the good things they've done. I've not slept with this boy. I've not stolen any money. I've not done this. I've not killed. Somebody came to Christ and said it. I've not done all these things. Today, the point, a key fact about salvation, number one, is that you are a sinner. Everybody is bad. And, and number two is that doing good cannot cover your badness. You don't become good in the sight of God. You don't become good in the sight of God by not fornicating. Not doing certain things. Will never replace your salvation. I can't find somebody who is wearing white, white. All white. But. I would have shown you. I'm looking for somebody who's wearing something white. 
My brother, can you come? Yes, you can take off the, the waistcoat and come. Yes. You see, society likes to, to point to people who don't steal. Who don't. So this man, for instance, you can see that he's clean. You don't see spots in his shirt. Do you see? If we have spots, like fornication, green is fornication, blue is idolatry, red is pornography, stealing, lying. Do you see? Uh huh. Can you come, sir? So this man, his shirt is generally blue. Can you come and stand here? Can you come? Blue is fornication. So you can tell by the level of blue in his shirt. And then one or two yellow spots. And yellow is betting. Betting. So compare this man's shirt with this one. Is he white? So this man's white doesn't have blue, doesn't have yellow, there are some so, or, or, other colors, be some green, dark green thing. But this guy is white. Say pure. Pure. Uh-huh. That is how we see people. And he said, it's your shirt white. Uh-huh. So this guy doesn't fornicate. Doesn't steal. Doesn't lie. Like the man who came to Christ and said, I've obeyed all. All. Fight. Now, the shirt is white to you. (laughs) It is white to you. There is a certain light ultraviolet light if you shine it on this man's set you will not believe the kind of spots that are in the set that's how people are caught like like this floor is clean but there's a certain light if you shine it on it you see footprint that's how we catch people you see that the shoes his sneakers at home the underside is just like the marks here so this guy came here but with the naked eye, you don't see anything. With the naked eye, you see just white. But there is another eye. It's called the eye of God. The eye of God sees deeper than this. It has got ultraviolet. If we shine it on this man, he himself will vomit. But there's a way we can use blue omo. To wash things, so, that, so a lot of whites are white because of the type of light you are using to look at the light. About that? If you change the light, there's a certain light. If you shine it on something, it will reveal fingerprints. That's why we don't claim 
righteousness before God by not fornicating. Because there is more to our lives than fornication. So when you come to God and you say, oh, I don't do this. I feed the poor. I do this. I pay school fees. I'm a virgin. Virgins. 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 Boy virgins. And girl virgins. Even now these days, you find a girl who has not had sex before. But technically, technically, is that a technical point? Because the kind of things she has done in her mind and in her bedroom alone, no man has slept with her. Technically. You are teaching good. No man. No man. No man. Today, may you not go and stand before God and say that, oh, I'm a virgin, I don't steal. I don't do this. And as well as those of you who are appointed school prefects, girls prefects, boys prefects, when the teachers meet, they say, oh, this guy, Michael is very good. What, they do, what you don't know is that they are looking at Michael with sunlight, but God's light is far different from sunlight. When God sees you, you won't believe what you see. The good things we do, the bad things we do not do, they don't amount to much. When God looks at you, you can use blue omo, you can use asepso, you can use uh, tide, parazon, uh, kiso, to wash and wash till a shirt is white. But if you go into the fabric, you'll find stains. That's why the only thing that washes sins is the blood of Jesus Christ. If the blood of Jesus has not touched you, and Omo has touched you, Kisop has touched you, you still cannot claim purity. The only thing that makes you fight as snow is the blood of Jesus. And I'm asking you, has it washed you? Thank you. Number three. Then we'll continue. Number three. We can never be holy enough because we were conceived in sin. Psalm 51 verse 5. Because I said, Psalm 51 verse 5. Behold, I was shaping in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. So, the point number three is that we can never be holy. You can never be holy. Because your nature, you were conceived in sin. You can never be holy. Any holiness in you will be by another power apart from your normal birth. You may say no to drugs today. You may say no. There are many of you guys in this service who are virgins. And you are a virgin because a guy sitting by you 
It's not a virgin. You are a virgin not because you are a good person. No. You, did, you, never, you have never met a certain type of girl. I said, you have not met a certain type of girl. Some of you girls who are virgins, you are a virgin because you are always behind the gates. There's a gate that is locked. Your father is there. Who can break through your, the defenses? But if you were to be living in that compound house at Ghana flag, I said, if you are to be living in that, in that compound house at gravel pits, that's, I'm saying that a lot of our goodness is just because of circumstances. You've not stolen before because of circumstances. Your mother meets your needs, your father meets your... But there's a certain corner. When you are pushed to that corner, hey, that is when if you don't steal, we know that yes. So a lot of virgins are fake virgins. You've not met a certain boy. We can never be holy. As we are. You can try. And most of us here who are about 12 years old can remember your watch night prayers. Watch night. Lord, I won't do this again. Some of you, there's a particular sin. For the past 10 years, you have prayed it at, about it at every watch night. First, first January, you are clean. Second January, you are clean. Third January, by 2 p.m., you are back. I said, third January. Some of you, even first January, by 9 p.m., when the girl comes, no, I say to Why? Because you were shaping in iniquity and in sin. Did your mother conceive you? Your nature. If you meet a dog and the dog doesn't bark, it doesn't mean it doesn't have the power to bark. Maybe it is, it is hungry. Give it the right amount of food. It, one, one snarl. Snarl. You want to live a holy life? Come to Jesus. So, so that is why I'm teaching you. I'm teaching you to go and teach. Second Timothy 2 Timothy 2.2. I'm teaching you so that you will go and teach others who will teach others also. Ah, ah, wow. I, I can't do it alone. And some people in the New Believer School who are teachers cannot do it alone. Everybody must learn how to explain to a person that he's a sinner by nature. And number two, your good deeds are filthy to God. Don't come and bring your virginity as a reason why you are going to heaven. No, 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 no. And number three, we are not capable. We can never be holy because we were conceived in sin. You were conceived in sin. Number four, the Bible tells us that none of us can receive salvation but by doing anything in particular. You can't be saved by doing anything in particular. 
when you go to a fetish priest, they say, bring a white goat. Bring the urine of a snake. Yes. Bring the urine of a snake. Bring four pieces of calico. Bring red oil. Red oil. That was not done with palm nuts. Bring the fingernails of a dwarf. And your problems will be over. My dear friend, if you want to be saved, there's nothing we do. We don't pay money to be saved. So we don't pay money to be saved. We don't dress properly to be saved. You come as you are. I said, as you are. Your death, your life, your everything. You come just as you are. So that we will know where the places are and bat you well with the blood of Jesus Christ. Salvation. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. For by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourself. Your salvation is a gift of God. Nobody pays money for salvation. I said nobody pays money. If they say to you that your sins are too much, too many, so pay this so that your sins will be cleansed. You must use this. Ephesians 3. This is the verse Martin Luther saw. This is the verse he saw. He said, what? Because those days, not, I don't know about now, but those days, the church, the Catholic church then, those days, in those hundreds of years ago, those days, for you to have your sins washed, you needed to do certain things. In fact, if you died, you were assumed to be in purgatory. A place like a waiting room. You see, like Zoom, waiting room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anybody who died, especially if society knew you as a very bad person, when you die, there's no heaven. You don't go to heaven or you go to hell. You go and wait. And while you are waiting... We can buy you back from your, your waiting room. Family members can come and pay money. 20,000 shekels, 20,000 shillings, 100 million, one house. So people who are dying, who are done very, like drug dealers. Wild, wild guys. They, you, you can do bad things. Ah, when you are about to die, you give all your things to the church. Because you know. That the things you have given will remove you from purgatory into God's presence in heaven. My dear friend, my dear friend, <laughs> read your Bible. So Martin Luther was doing that. He was collecting things from people. If your cousin dies, you bring four cows or you give your land or your house. To so that's what Martin Luther was doing. Till so he read this verse. So, ah! Salvation, not doing that. You don't pay with cows or with land or with houses or with money. It's actually a gift. 
It's by the grace of God. He said, no, 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 no. And you too, I'm telling you, don't let anybody let you buy water to drink before you are saved. Salvation comes when you come to God and say, Lord, I realize that there's a gift I can receive from you. It's free. It's free. Somebody paid for it. It's free. That's why Christ came to die. The blood he said was to pay for your sins. I mean, if I, if I give you this phone, the answer me there. I just want to bless you. I, I realize that you use yam phone too much, so please have this. It's a gift for you. I've even bought a case for it. Is it nice? Is it a nice phone? It's yours. Yes. Beautiful. It's free to you. But I paid for it. You don't pay twice for the same thing. So when your sins, if you trust in Jesus, you realize that Christ with his blood paid for your sins. He paid for it. So when you are enjoying free salvation, know that somebody paid. And when you are also saved, you will also pay for things so that others can also be saved. Yes, Christ has paid. But there are things we do. There are some sacrifices we make. Tonight, if anybody gets born again, he will get born again because of sacrifices people have made. If we go to have a crusade, people give money for us to buy microphones, video cameras. We are going to do even uh, uh, the, the, the chairs we transport, the, the trucks we use. People pay. We may not shed our blood, but there are things we do there are some things we also pay for, for others to be saved. And sometimes there are sacrifices you must make with your life. Jesus is not the only one who made a sacrifice. All of us as Christians also must sacrifice. Today, I've got eight things to share with you, but I'm ending today on the fourth point. And the fourth point is that none of us can receive salvation by doing anything in particular. You don't need to pay money. You don't need to do anything. It is a gift. But when that gift is received, there are responsibilities. Like when this woman receives the gift of the phone, it's not, there are things she must do. She must constantly charge the phone. She must buy airtime. The fact that you have received a gift does not mean that there is nothing to do. There's a certain way you live your life. Wow. There's a certain way you live your life. Today, Sin is the only thing about you 
that drew Christ to you. Not your poverty. I said sin is the only thing about you. That drew Christ. You might have been very sick and dying. Sickness doesn't draw Christ to anybody. No, 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 no. You can be dying. He will come to you to save you from your sins. Your poverty is not what draws Jesus to you. The pain you have is not what draws Jesus to you. Thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. And once you call on that name Jesus, your sins are washed away. We don't now come to him and say, we've done this. You paid somebody's school fees. You bought airtime for someone. You helped somebody to go online to do flow meetings. So every time you help three people to, go, to come for flow prayer meeting so you can fornicate. The, 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 the airtime you buy cannot buy your holiness from you. So let's go to the points. Number one. Point number one. Point number one. The Bible says that we human beings are sinners by birth and by our lifestyles. Number two. Let's go back to the number one and let's all read this together. One, go. I can't hear you. I really cannot hear you. Number one. Number two. No, I can't hear you. One, okay, please stand to your feet. I think when you stand, there's more volume in your lungs. Yes. Everybody standing to your feet. Let's start. Number one. Everyone standing. Number one. One, go. Aha. We human beings are sinners by birth and by our lives. Again. The Bible says that we human beings. Say, I'm a sinner by birth. I'm a sinner by birth. And I'm a sinner by my lifestyle. And I'm a sinner by my lifestyle. Say, I am a sinner by birth. I'm a sinner by birth. Yes. Sinner by birth. Number two. One go. The Bible teaches that the good things we do are seen as filthy rags. That cannot please God. Yeah. You can't please God by doing good things. You please God by, by accepting His way of saving you. And His way is through Jesus Christ. You can't set Christ aside and use your virginity to please God. You can't. You can't. Ah, but that, ah okay. You are new. You read your Bible and realize that. Let me not confuse you. Again, number two. The Bible teaches that the good things we do are seen as filthy rags. That cannot please God. It's filthy. And it is insulting to say to God that you don't need Jesus. 
because you are a school prefect. You don't need Jesus Christ because you've not stolen before. They should go and preach Christ to those in jail. No. You are a sinner by nature. There was a group called Naughty by Nature. <laughs> yes, Naughty. By naturally naughty. You are, you, you are bad by birth. Bad by birth. Number two again. Read it. Number two. Filthy rats that cannot please God. Filthy cannot please God. Number three. We can never be holy enough because we were conceived in sin. Oh, I can't hear you. We can never be holy enough because we were conceived in sin. You can never try. You can never. Don't try to be holy by not doing five things. By doing seven things. No. Because you were conceived. Psalm 51 verse 5. In sin did my mother conceive me. Number four. The Bible tells us that none of us can receive salvation by doing anything in particular. Again, number, number four. Again, one go. The Bible tells us that none of us can receive salvation by doing anything in particular. To be saved, you don't do anything in particular. It's a gift of God. Ephesians 2 verse 8. For by grace are we saved. Hey, but if we are to be paying something, some of the things you have done, if you are to pay, I don't know, don't know, I don't know whether you have the money to pay for it. I mean, can you imagine Reverend Michael having to pay to be born again? Reverend Michael, he has to pay money. I mean, the things he has done as he's standing here looking handsome with his suit and tie and a nice wife standing by him. <laughs> you have no idea what he has been to. But thank God that the killer, the murderer, the thief, the liar, whatever you are, only grace opens the door for us to walk into salvation. That's how I'm saying. Only grace only grace. Only grace. We don't pay money. You don't go and work somewhere. You don't bring a cow. You don't do anything. It's just by grace. And the last sentence is, it is the gift. Anything you pay for ceases to be a gift. This Christmas, if I come and give you a phone, that's your Christmas gift. And you thank me, you kneel down, you weep, it's a gift. Then general, I come and say, please, the phone I give her. Can you, can you bring 200? I, 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 I need 200. Once you pay 200 cities, it ceases. It's a gift because you did not pay for it. Buy your heads tonight. Bow your heads tonight. Everyone standing. Bow your heads tonight. If you are here today. And when you look at your life. You will notice that. You have used good deeds. You have tried to use it. To replace your salvation. As every head is bowed. No movements. No talking. 
there's always a day we make decisions for our lives and decisions about the most important things in our lives if you are here today and you are not born again you want to say pastor please pray for me i want to give my life to jesus christ please i need jesus if you are here like that and you want me to pray with you to receive the free gift i see somebody you have already raised your hand Somebody else. Who wants to receive Jesus? Lift your hand. I want to pray for you now. Pastor, pray for me. I need Jesus. I see. Lift your hand high. I'm, I'm going to pray for you. You are going to receive that. It's a gift. You don't pay money. There's no gate fee. Lift your hand and let me pray with you right now to receive Jesus Christ. Lift your hand high. I want to see it high. Lift it high. Pastor, pray for me. I see your hand. I need Jesus. I want to be born again. I need salvation. Lift your hand. I'm going to pray for you. It's not by good deeds. It's not by what you have not done or what you have done. It's a gift. And today you can receive it. Lift your hand high. I'm going to pray for you high. If your hand is up, it means you are desperate to receive salvation. Take your Bible, take your bag, and come to me in front. Meet me here. I'm going to pray with you here. Come. I want to pray with you here. Come now. God bless you. Keep coming. Clap your hands for them as they come. Come and receive Jesus. Come and receive salvation. discussions no movement somebody wants to receive Jesus Christ I'm going to pray I'm going to lead them this morning this evening sorry to pray I'm going to lead them in a prayer I'm going to help them to talk to God if you want to come to Jesus if you want to come and receive Jesus come come before I pray you can come now before I pray. Come now before I pray. Come. Come. Come and join our brothers who are receiving Jesus Christ. Salvation is being offered. Today it is free. A day will come. You would want to pay with your life, but it should not be possible. Today it is free. Come for it. Today, it is free. Come for it. I want those standing in front to lift up your two hands. Lift up your two hands. And say this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry. For setting aside your salvation. For setting aside your salvation. 
and using good deeds and using good deeds to please you to please you today today i've heard your word i've heard your word that nothing good i have done that nothing good i have done can pay for my salvation can pay for my salvation i lift my hands i lift my hands and I surrender my life to you. And I surrender my life to you. I confess. I confess that I have done many bad that things. That I have done many bad things. I am a sinner. I am a sinner. I've gone far from you. I've gone far from you. And I am dirty. And I am dirty. My soul is dirty. My soul is dirty. Please receive me. Please receive me. Please have mercy on me. Please have mercy on me. And please wash my sins. And please wash my sins. Today I declare. Today I declare. That I am born again. That I am born again. I am going to start a new life. I'm going to start a new life. I'm going to start a new life. I'm going to start a new life. Help me. Help me to please you. To please you. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. To obey you. To obey you. To obey you. To obey you. And to walk with you. And to walk with you. I thank you. I thank you. For my salvation. For my salvation. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm so excited. I'm so excited that you are born again. You have received Jesus Christ. It's the beginning of a new life. Now you have received him. You are now going to walk in him. And somebody has to hold your hand and help you to walk. Somebody will hold your hand and help you to. On your own, you will fall. On your own, you will fall. You need someone to help you. And then later on, you will learn how to walk on your own. And then you will also help someone to walk. So today, I've got my pastor here. Look at him. The one who is waving his hand. He is one of many people who are going to help you to walk with God. They will teach you. They will visit you. They will talk to you. They will answer your questions. And they will help you to live for Jesus. So I want you to please go to our pastor this way. Clap your hands. Clap your hands for them. Clap your hands for them. Beautiful. Beautiful. Clap your hands for them. Keep clapping. Oh, let your hand clap be louder. Is it beautiful? Is it beautiful? Is it beautiful? Is it powerful? Is it powerful? Then clap your hand. Did you learn something today about salvation? Did you learn something today about salvation? You learned about sin. You learned about pleasing God. What really pleases God? And it's not your good deeds. You learned about holiness. And you also learned that there's nothing you can do to receive salvation. It's free. It's a gift. 
you don't pay. And today, we are going to celebrate the salvation with our communion. I want to ask center leaders to, to prepare your members when you are coming with their communion elements. Remind them when they are coming to church to come because we don't serve communion anymore. So remind your members to come with their communion. And if, if you brought yours, lift your bread up. We are now a part of the body of Christ. We are now a part of the church. Lift, lift your bread up. I can't see your hand, please. I can't see your hand. Lift it high. Yes. Say, thus is the body of Christ. This is the body of Christ. No movement, please. This is the body of Christ. This is the body of Christ. As I eat it, as I eat it, I'm joined to the body. I'm joined to the body. I'm a part of the church. I'm a part of the church. Evil will not take me away. Evil will not take me away. Wickedness will not extract me. Wickedness will not extract me. This is the body of Christ. This is the body of Christ. And I'm becoming a part of the body. And I'm becoming a part of the body. For my blessings. For my blessings. For my salvation. For my salvation. For my healing. For my healing. For my entire life. For my entire life. Say, as I eat it. As I eat it. Something supernatural. Something supernatural. Is happening to me. Is happening to me. The body of Christ. The body of Christ. Let's. your cup. Say the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Say I believe in the blood. I believe in the blood. It washed my sins. It washed my sins. Say my sins are washed. My sins are washed. I'm not going back to my sins. I'm not going back to my Say, sins. Say sin has no power over sin me. Sin has no power over me. Because of the blood of Jesus. Because of the blood of Jesus. The blood gives me power. The blood gives me power. Power to live as a, as a Christian. Power to live as a Christian. Power to be a child of God. Power to be a child Say, of God. Say I'm a believer. I'm a believer. By this communion. By this communion. I'm a believer. I'm a believer. As I drink it. As I drink I it. I receive life. I receive life. The blood of Christ. The blood of Christ. Let's drink it. Lift your two hands. Lift your two hands. I bless you, Jesus. With healing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. With deliverance. Yes, Lord. Any evil prepared ahead of you because of the food you have eaten. Your senses are now alert. Amen. Receive alertness. I receive it. May you see evil from afar. Amen. May evil not take you suddenly. Amen. Receive escapes. I receive it. Any door of the enemy to enter your life to harass you. Jesus. I shut that door. Amen. I block that door. Amen. Evil has no power over you. No power. 
Say no power. No power. Evil has no power over me. No power. Satan, Satan's plans have no power over me. No power. Only God's will has yes. power. Receive. Receive, receive it now. I receive it now. I receive the will of God. I receive it. The will of God. I receive it. Only God's will will be oh, done in yes. your life. Only God's will will be done in your life. Oh, Only God's will will be done in your life. Amen. Only God's will will be done in your Amen. life. Only God's will will be done in your life. Amen. In Jesus' name. Clap your hands for Jesus. Only God's will. Only God's will. Satan's will will not come to pass. Never. The devil's plans will not come to pass. It won't come to pass. I said the devil's plans will not come to pass. It won't come to pass. Receive deliverance. I receive it. In Jesus' name. You may be seated. Clap your hands.